You're listening to Heart and Hustle Podcast, where we boss so hard. I'm Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma Moran. Join us every week to discuss entrepreneurship, creativity, business, balance, and life. Take control of your business and your life, and never forget to dream big, work hard, routine. Hey guys, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. Welcome. If you didn't know what you were listening to, just in case. <laughs> like, just in so case. Funny. They looked at, like they went to the intro and then they were like, "Oh snap, I'm in the wrong podcast." Yeah. I well, I really want us to have like one of those awesome songs that like is custom made. Like that's my There's goal no for year two. Yeah, if you us. are a rapper. Um, specifically, because I can already sing, so we don't need that. Thanks, but no thanks. But if you're a rapper, I I would be interested in seeing. Like, call your girlfriend, you know, the best because Robin sings their theme song, so you can't go wrong with that. Like it's you name your podcast awesome. after a Robin song, like that's amazing. Somebody like get Robin to sing, yeah. Or somebody else. So I mean, like I love like the one for last name basis that oh, yeah. that that, that guy should song. be writing songs for podcasts. Right? Like, I'm like, like <laughs> it's just so great. It tells you everything that you need to know with exactly. it. Like it reminds me of like '90s intros for like TV shows oh, where you learn everything you really need to know really about the story. Like, like the, the whole plot's right ones, there. Like their new one reminds me of like a '90s sitcom. Yeah, those like, are the best. Oh, it's so funny. Like oh my gosh, yeah, we need a '90s sitcom. Like so, <laughs> what have you been up to? What did you do last week? Uh, last, I don't. I told you I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it worked last week. It's the end of July. We're just trying to get stuff done. Well, now it's August. It's but August. Yes, it was August. is my best friend's birthday. Yeah, that's 1st, exciting. Thirtieth. It was a big deal. So, I mean, the weekend was basically spent. You already like you guys already celebrated everything, right? Like three times. So you can <laughs> tell them about the cool idea, like you had gift wise. Oh, I did, but I didn't do that, so it didn't matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I did. Like, I told her, I was like, so just so you know, I have five weeks to get you 30 gifts. Because I started out, I gave her five, so I have four more weeks, month of August. I'm going to give her 30 gifts by the end of August. I really love that so. because it's like, I think that, and I feel like hopefully it's not the case for her, but I know for a lot of women, like, turning 30 is, like, nerve-wracking. And it doesn't I think even... people just mentally... Honestly, I don't think it even number. has to be just, like, about age. I think it's, like, in a, like, in a, like, a female's getting older. I think that it can also be, like all the things you haven't done or what you want to accomplish. For me, it's more like, yeah, (laughs) it's more like, you know, I have goals that I want to get done by 30. Like, I don't care about whatever age I am, but I'm just like, if I don't cross these things off my list, sometimes I get a little bit unhappy. So I think it's really awesome to be like, someone's going to get you 30 gifts. Like, I really hope that one of my friends does that for me because it's awesome. had things she wanted to do, which is dumb. And I say her list of things she's done (laughs) in just the eight years that I've done, which is a lot. That's awesome. It doesn't matter what you have not done. Like, look at the things that you have done. See, look at you. You're like such an awesome friend. I don't let people whine in my friendship. (laughs) I don't. I don't want to hear it. You get up on thirty, you're gonna be doing stuff like it was twenty nine. Like, I don't give a snot. Like, I'm. I think that's maybe a a thing that maybe people should do when they turn thirty is like make a list of things you've done rather than focus. I love that idea. You can't change the past. Yeah. <laughs> like, so there's no point of walling. Unless be about it. you are in the Harry Potter universe. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which, Jesus. um, so that's what I spent my most of my week. Well, mm. it was a good week, like, in general. It was the first good week I've had, I think. I don't want to say all year, but if I'm being honest, like if I'm being really honest right she now, so much better than the other. Like this was like one of my favorite weeks of the year, and one of the only weeks where every single day was was good. You know what I mean? Like it's just been not the best year. I haven't loved 2016, and a lot of people have felt the same way. But this year, um, or this week rather, 
I found out, well, I found out that two of my friends are yeah. pregnant. I was going to say, like, your post, like, everybody in yeah. your life is pregnant. Yeah. Well, one person, I already knew they were pregnant, but they announced, um, like, the gender of the baby and stuff like that. And oh, the okay. other one, I know they're pregnant, but nobody else knows yet. Um, cause it's just like me and their family that know. So I'm like, I'm super excited and I can't wait till they like fully announce it. And then obviously like I did, John and I like always do midnight releases for like the Harry Potter books and movies. So this was like the play release. So we did, um, a midnight for that. And it was like after a full day of like babysitting my goddaughter. So it was like rough cause we babysat her from like You're 8 AM. Yeah. We babysat her from 8 AM and we didn't leave that side of town until like 9 PM. And they live like a good 45 minutes away so by the time we got home like we got home like freshened up and then headed right out for the like the release and i was like dear god uh but of course me being who i am like i had to stay up and read it like children at this release or was everybody an adult um you know most of the releases are pretty mixed just like just like for the movies the books everything over the years yeah i think that there's always more there's always been more adults than kids but even when i was a kid like i feel like by the time that movie releases became a big thing or i'm sorry book releases it would be more like teenagers and adults teenagers but i think now because it's i feel like everything that we grew up on outside i feel like the resurgence of pokemon yeah from a branding standpoint I feel it's like, most of my friends yeah, who exactly. are adults that are it's playing adults, absolutely right. and like I feel and like then the i think that with... people are introducing it to their kids yeah. so like for example the people behind us in line it was like a family of four and they of had two sons and the like... dad was like really the one who was like the yeah. super fan but like he had gotten the rest of his family into it and then him and john got into like a long discussion about just every single like trilogy and you know, every book series that's ever existed and they were like ranking them all. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Uh, so yeah, it was definitely a mix, but I would say more adults. And that's, that's been my experience like at all of it. So I just love that. We can't let things go. That's what I love about it. We cannot. We're so nostalgic that we cannot not let things go. And basically like Like, I, I decided I had to like decide whether I was going to read it or not. Cause I am seeing the play in March, but I went ahead and I was like, you know what? Like I, there's no way I'm going to avoid a spoiler with as many like Harry Potter groups and stuff as I'm a part of. Like, I'm not going to avoid a spoiler till March. That's ridiculous. And right. then I'd rather read it, like, in a like in that playwright format exactly. than, like, hear somebody say it or read it on the internet or whatever. Just be a Starbucks. So, be like, exactly. Oh, this is what happened. happened. And there's definitely, out. like, things that you could say that would just be quick sentences that would, like, ruin the entire, like, major yeah. parts of the plot. So I'm glad I read it. But um, it makes me more, even more excited to go see it in March. So I'm super excited about doing that. And if any of our listeners are in London, I'd love to meet up with you and have some tea when I'm there. <laughs> Uh, and I don't say tea because I think you only drink tea. It's just because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> and the last tea thing I'm super delicious. excited about is the Gilmore Girls show that's coming out. We finally got a. Um, I'm sorry. You don't like that either. <laughs> God, I love Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls has absolutely nothing that I can relate to. So I love it. Like just but I based, feel the same way about Harry Potter. Based on like reading alone, like that's a big part of why I love Gilmore Girls. Just like the reading list that you can get from watching it. But um, basically, everybody already knows that they're doing a revival yeah, and it's going to be like on Netflix. October. But they basically put out the first, um, like, trailer, I guess you could that say. they have jobs. Because I feel like, as actresses, they're two of the better 
television actresses, so I'm glad that they can continue to work because Parenthood's been done now for, for a, like a, a while. Year. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, she needs a job. Like, yeah, keep these people employed. Although she probably has plenty of money, she's also an author. I've I never know. read any of oh, her yeah. books or I'm anything, sure she does. but I just like yeah. That she's on television and then because when you get older and women age out, exactly, it's just exactly, like you get forgotten. But I love that she's kept this steady career going. Like, yeah, past Gilmore Girls, and she can come back and be like, I'm doing this again because I can. And I wonder if like what it'll do for Alexis Bledel yeah. who plays Rory because she was in Mad Men. Yeah. Um, but she's, and Alexis Bledel has done a lot of little She's films. Yeah, she's done like favorite, a million. That's the thing is like she works so much films, but nothing that's like she's huge. she's been like a college student in them. She's always like an always a college <laughs> student that. or sometimes even like a high school student that. like in uh, what She's is it? Like Sisterhood of the Traveling the girl Pants. Version of Elijah Wood. She kind of is. They it's like exactly she same. was very, but even like in career, she was very huge at yeah. a point in time. But like she steadily worked the entire time, but yeah. not always on things that are huge. So all the things that I love. But yeah, so I finally had a good week, and it makes me a little bit more excited about the rest of the year. I think that going forward, maybe, maybe it'll be second half. The second half, like second maybe half. it's reset itself because it's holidays. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't mess it up the holidays that bad. No. So I think that starting like August fifteenth, I'm just gonna deem it fall for myself personally, August, yeah, and I'm just gonna crank until, like, up the October AC. Third is great, and then we like really hurry up and get through elections. Like, oh god that's kind of the only part that like <laughs> is gonna make the second half of the year like <laughs> horrific um but yeah we'll see how that goes it's olympics week too so yeah it's olympics. it's gonna be it's gonna continue to be interesting i will say that olympics on friday so yay i might live tweet parts of it the parts that i like you know but not all of it, because that's a lot. <laughs> Every single country, which I want. Every single country. I want to watch all of them. Oh, my goodness. I love the Olympics so last week we talked about discipline and creativity. And, um, you know, those kind of seem like things sometimes that can be opposite. Maybe people don't think that they go together, but they really can pair quite well together um, and help, like, one can help you master the other, basically. So today we're talking about vulnerability in business and they're very similar, like vulnerability and business go hand in hand more than people think. I think that when people think of, especially if you don't run a business, people just kind of hear the word business and they're like, they just think yeah. of like stone faced and like mean and having to be hard and like, you know, cutthroat. Um, and then if you own a business, you might think of businesses or just the word business as like lots of work. <laughs> like that's what I am like business, insane amounts of work. Um, but people normally don't associate it with vulnerability. Um, and I think that they should because I think that it can be very beneficial. So I want to just kind of start out with the idea of like changing your views on vulnerability and acknowledging it as a strength rather than a weakness. I um, definitely think because now I'm helping a friend and consulting her through her new business and understanding um, that not everybody understands what owning a business is like because they never had that in their life. So I'm really trying to um, explain the decision she's making and trying to get them to understand she has to have been very vulnerable in this process, which is unnecessary to me because I'm like, it's your business, do what you want. But um, I, when you have a business, there's just certain things that you go through in certain trials and tribulations that you learn that those things are like that I feel like stuff happens I think sometimes people are afraid to talk about things that they fail and one of the things I love about my friend Melissa Alam um who owned the hive which was a female co-working space she had a free year she opened it up she was like gung-ho about it and it didn't work out and she was like 
I want to talk about it immediately. Like, she didn't even try to hide it. She didn't yeah. throw it under the rug. And I really appreciate that. And that vulnerability has really um, put her as a leader in the community in Philly of, among women just because she uses that, like, hey, I was, I, this didn't work out. This didn't, and then now everybody thinks, oh, you're so strong to be able to come out and talk about it. So I think if you really stop trying to hide your failures and stop trying to hide things like under the bush and be like under the rug, and like, oh, this didn't work out. So I can't talk about it. Um, talk about things because guess what everybody else has gone through them something that we've all done as a entrepreneur hasn't worked out the way you wanted to project has launched and you didn't love it or you gave it to the client and the client like messed it up <laughs> within five seconds like so many designers i know they're like oh i don't want to put this website in my portfolio anymore because so and so did it i'm like well you still have the work that you did yeah it doesn't matter like, they can people can see that you've done this work like don't hide things because you're afraid of what clients have done like that's fine people aren't idiots like they know that your client had gone in and made the font times the roman red and whatever the case may be so don't um definitely try to embrace your vulnerable side and i think that just comes with experience i think just being a new entrepreneur you'll never get nobody's gonna tell you that it's okay to fail <laughs> like yeah you just think i have to succeed because that's all you see on social media and that's what people do and that's mm-hmm. what you talk about hustle, 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 and everybody makes money but you don't understand that everyone has failed at some point. So definitely take those failures and take those things that make you vulnerable and turn them into your strengths and like power through it and say, hey, you can't hurt me because I already, I already messed up on my own. Like I can do what I want. So yeah, I think that, you know, like people, some people are like, oh, I'm never vulnerable or I'm never going to show vulnerability. But it's like if you're alive, you're vulnerable in right. some capacity. Like everyone who has a relationship of any kind with another human being is vulnerable anyone who's had a conversation with someone or any sort of altercation or anything uh is vulnerable so i think that like you said like with your friend and the way that she was super vulnerable about about something that she did that didn't work out like being vulnerable in that way can really help bring a team or community together because it it humanizes you and it makes it easier for people to be able to relate to you um and it makes you more relatable to your clients as well so i feel like that's a perfect example is just like being able to say like I failed at this or this didn't work out in the way that I had planned being honest about it and being vulnerable just allows that community to come together I think it's awesome awesome so so you talked a little bit about like acknowledging like accepting your weaknesses acknowledging your weakness and again it's not necessarily that being vulnerable necessarily equals weakness right you know what I mean? It's not that they're necessarily going hand in hand, but it's just, I think it's like being an on, like an honest about who you are, like having that honesty and just being real with it. And weakness um, doesn't always equal bad. Bad, like, yeah, exactly. have to, people put these words, these buzzwords in their brains. They always say, oh, you're weak, you're terrible. And there's um, this documentary Sunday, <laughs> this documentary yes. called um, The Mask You Live In that's about masculinity and um, just weakness and those words of fragility and those things are attributed to being feminine words yes. and um, the masculine perspective. And so when people say you're weak and then men think, oh, I'm in F- Ugh, I can't even say the words. They're feminine and then they can't be masculine. So they think they're not ma- man enough or they're male enough. And so then we attribute words like strong to men. And so um, weak is not a bad word. And that's what well, I really And it loved. reminds me of like whenever, you know, the whole, the famous like job interview question right. of like, what are your weaknesses? weaknesses? And everyone like freaks out because they're like, Ooh, how do I turn this, this into making it a strength? It, right. And it's like, they're asking you because they want to know, like, right. it's not a trick question. Like no. you don't have to like turn into like, 
well, really, my weakness is that I'm so freaking awesome. Like, I'm just so great. Like, that's not what they're asking. Like, everyone has some a place, a spot where they're more vulnerable, where they might not be the best at something. And it's like being honest about that makes all the difference uh, in the world. I think a big thing for leaders to remember uh, is that. You know, if you look at like some of the well-known entrepreneurs in our world, some of the richest entrepreneurs in our world, um, they have failed at multiple have things. Have you never watched like a SpaceX? Exactly. Elon Musk falls on his face <laughs> me, like once a year. Exactly. Put billions of dollars into these launches and they yes. don't work out well. Or like his models for his Tesla. And it's don't in front of the Tesla. entire world. The whole world sitting yeah. watching and then his missile goes up and then it blows up. Like yeah. these are actual things that happen. So um, definitely no. Like, and he accepts that. That's like something that goes with the territory of what he's doing. So you should definitely just know that sometimes you're going to fail at things and it's okay. Like, and same thing with like people who create apps or launch like, you know, billion dollar like businesses. Like most of the time we're just looking at them from that point on. They're not on our radar before that. But yeah. most of the time they've been working at it for a while and you know they've had multiple failed experiments multiple failed businesses before they get to that point where everything is going fantastic so it's not an overnight thing uh it's it's a journey it's like that you know little meme that's like shows a straight line and it's like this is the way to success and then it shows like all the thousands of squiggly lines and it's like for everyone it's those squiggly lines it's not just going to be a straight shot most people have gone through so much to get to where they are and that doesn't make them weak. Honestly, it's just a test of like right. how much strength they have, honestly. If you want to see a really like pitiful example of like <laughs> someone failing or having their weaknesses burn in their face over and over again, there's 9,000 like Steve Jobs documentary movies, but the there last really are. one with, oh my goodness. Okay, say so you have to get it's specific. It's not Ashton Kutcher, but it's the okay. one that came after that. Is it on Netflix? I don't think it's on Netflix. Okay. Um, it's like it was the one that was nominated for all kind of awards. Okay, I know which one you're talking about, but I don't know what it's called, but yeah. I don't remember his name. Anyway, (laughs) the point is, they literally show Steve Jobs in his vulnerable states and his weaknesses, and it's in his face. And they just show the moments where he's failing over and over and over again until they get to the point of, like, basically the iPod. Like, it's just basically, like, he's messing up, still messing up, still messing up. This guy can get stuff together because he thinks... Like, and they, like, Wozniak in these, like, little, like, this depiction is literally, like, throwing in his face. Like, you don't understand how programming works. You don't understand what you Dang. Like, no, it's really, like, it's Can you brutal. imagine telling Steve it's, Jobs that? I mean, it's Steve Wozniak. Like, if anybody's gonna tell yeah. him that, like, um, Steve Wozniak True. should. Like, totally. Because he's just so outside of his element. And he was, he was wrong. And then he got it right. Because his brain was a designer brain and it was awesome. But it was terrible at, like, programming he didn't understand how the world worked and what users wanted and that's why his computers were complete trash <laughs> so i mean just and it and it explains the beauty in his exactly, products as exactly. well so. so it just lets you like he gets to the point where he understands where he's good what, what he's good at and that's like being a designer and bringing that in and actually collaborating with people who understand the systems better than he does and just um so if you think that you don't have it figured out steve jobs and i have it figured out like it's in his book, like, if you've never read it, but if in case you don't want to read that long book, it's really long. <laughs> Watch a movie, which is equally as long as, like, three hours, so uh, <laughs> enjoy but, that. So I definitely want to talk about um, being willing to grow and learning from others, and I think, like, you just touched on it with uh, Steve Jobs, where you said, like, you know, he got to a point where he was sitting in meetings with other people. Yeah. And um, I think that it's important to, like, be willing to hear what people say in meetings. Like, being an active listener is a big part of being vulnerable. Not just constantly saying, well, I'm in charge, so I'm going to, you know, 
shoot out all the rules or yeah. on the other side you want you don't want to like not be engaged you don't want to just like sit there being quietly yeah, and don't be completely passive yeah because i think that some people think of like um being the boss is like that whole like mafia thing like sit on the end <laughs> of the table and like don't say any words and just kind of you know like no you it's you want to be excited. You want to be vulnerable with people. You want to not be afraid to show them how excited you are, what your ideas are, learn from their ideas, and grow. Um, and I, I think a big way that businesses, both large and small, are doing this is asking for feedback on social media. I really love when I see a business being like, hey, we're doing this, and we'd love to know what you think of it. Go ahead and tweet at us. And, yeah. like, you know, and some of the biggest businesses do this, which is awesome because they're willing to kind of hear what they can do to improve, how they can get better, how they can be better for their clients and just be, you know, a more successful business overall, which is awesome. Yeah. If you're not willing to um, want to hear what your clients have to say, and I say this as someone knowing someone that didn't want to do that and their business <laughs> failed, then your business is going to fail. I think I know well, what you're talking about, too. Literally, <laughs> duh. It's so yeah. duh. Like, I don't understand. Like, your clients... And the people who work with, and just people you partner with, not even just your clients, but people who do the same business as you. Yeah. You want them to give feedback on Coworkers, collaborators, your all of them. I would want my competition to tell me what's wrong with what I'm doing. Of course, you're not going to take everything they say and, like, take it to heart or do what they say. But it's just nice to have a third party come into your, like, circle and keep you on track and guide you and make you better because you can't build on. That's why conferences are here. That's yes. why we have meetups. That's why we have, like, these, um what do they call them those groups mastermind groups that's why all these things exist because they want people to get together and just talk about what their businesses are doing and how can i be better and have the point of view from people who are in different industries because someone that may be not in the same industry as you but they may do things that are similar to you i had a conversation with a guy named james that we've known as we've known on twitter for a long time about rfps and he was just frustrated about like why do we do rfps as designers and i'm like you're not the only person that does it events have to do it construction has to do it. it's like but they're more regulated their industries and designs more like let's do rfps and then let's include some spec work in it and so we had a whole conversation about it but um him having understanding how other industries do it actually gave him a better insight onto how we can approach it from a design point of view and how can we be better at trying to understand the system so having just different um experiences from different people definitely helps you grow yeah <laughs> and um get over it. like get over yourself i'm sorry like <laughs> get over yourself feedback happens like there's no one if you own a business and you don't want feedback then i don't tell you i don't know what kind of, what kind of business can you have where you don't hear from anyone else? i'm trying to rack my brain right now like, even i don't think if there is anything and i, I honestly can't think <laughs> no. of anything no. i can't because either it's going to be like service based or goods based right. and either way you're like why wouldn't you want feedback <laughs> right. like how do you grow and become better if you don't get feedback yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's huge being able to accept and if, criticism, if you like to feedback, give criticism, and you should definitely want to hear criticism. So, if you like to leave reviews on things like your Netflix shows or your Etsy purchases or your Amazon purchases, then people should be able to give that back, or even you. like tell other people, like, exactly. I like this show, or I hated right. this one, or this book was great, or this food is exactly. awesome. Like, that's basically You're giving reviews, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely so definitely want feedback from people it definitely is an active tool in growing and understanding and it's part of being vulnerable like we've been talking about it's part of being open and saying hey i'm letting my guards down please tell me what you actually think not what yeah you want me to hear yeah what you actually think about what i'm doing 
So kind of like I was talking about before, um, anytime that you are in any sort of relationship, you are vulnerable at some point. Like there's no way to avoid it. Um, but what you can do is you can build relationships on like being vulnerable uh, because being vulnerable can help you bind a relationship. Uh, and for me, like I thought about when we kind of started the podcast, I think that obviously like we did take a long time in some ways because we're like, oh, we're going to do this podcast. And like we kind of said we're going to attempt it at a later date when it's a good time of the year to start it for us and everything like that. But once we really sat down and said we're going to do this, it all went pretty quickly. And I think the reason was is because we, we both came to the table with our vulnerability and it was like these are my skills these are your skills this is what we do like i knew from day one that i was not going to sit there trying to design the site because you're going to do it better and faster so why the heck would i do that like that doesn't make any sense you know where i knew that if there was going to be any experimental type of social media i was going to be the one to do that because you're going to be looking at snapchat like no thank you just not going to sign up Exactly. (laughs) So I think that being able to be vulnerable from day one has made working together easier, faster, and just a more enjoyable experience. And I feel like the same goes with, you know, my clients and such. Mm -hmm. Like when they come to me, like I let them know, like, I'm not going to code your website. Like I'm not going to be doing that. Like that's not what I do. I'm like, I will consult with you. I will teach you social media. I will even have a, like I will design your logo and your branding and I'll have a hand in designing your website. But like, that's something that I'm not doing and communicating with that them to that, like just helps them understand what my process is, what I offer and just makes things makes so much easier and faster. Exactly. Cause if you're inauthentic, and you're just trying to get money and trying to get business and you end up working with a bunch of people you don't want to work with. Exactly. So Let's say that's another thing is like in a sense like and I'm I'm working with like a trainer right now who's like helping me out with food and workouts and all that and I realize that a lot of what I do reminds me of training because there's a lot of like checking in on people and being yeah. like how how did your post go today? Like how did this go? Like how was your engagement? And of course like a lot of it is like like uh you know visible so I can right. go check up on them. And I do, but I also like to talk to them like, how did you feel about that post? And what did you post? Since-? You know, all of those sort of things. Right. Um, and same with like their consulting and, and following and being true to their brand and all those things. So it's like just being honest and, and building those connections and being vulnerable. If they see me being vulnerable, they can be vulnerable with exactly. me. They can right. tell me. Like, oh, I love this idea. Exactly. This like, no. like they can tell me like this part of it was hard for me or I don't know about this part. Or, These are the things that I'm unsure of. And really, I'm asking people to come to me in a very vulnerable state because basically they're either a are just starting their business. So they're vulnerable as all get out or B their business is normally a mess or just in need of like a major right. rebrand and like need of some help. And so they're coming to me and asking for the help. That's a very vulnerable state to be in. So it's like, I need to make sure that I am in turn giving them right. like my vulnerability as well. And you can do all because you're in control of your vulnerability. And mm-hmm. I think people think when they're vulnerable, they're just like letting their emotions run free. I'm not telling you to like call your clients and say, hey, I'm really depressed right now. Like, no, just be open and honest about business things and keep control over what you want to say. Because you don't always want to tell everyone everything. That's fine. Like that's part of having relationships. And I keep think the older I get, I try to. I'm now understanding that not all adults understand what that means. Not <laughs> at all. No, they don't <laughs> get it. Which is, I don't think there's a problem. Like totally not. Like I'm not judging you. I'm not, but just if you're aware that hey, I don't don't understand how relationships work. Like, like that's okay. Like that's yeah, fine. It, Let it me tell happens. you how it works. Yeah. Like, let me tell you, especially when you're owning a business, you have to understand that 
there are some things that are okay for you to share and there's some things that aren't okay with you, to you share and that's fine if you want to share everything and that's your brand go for it you win yeah. millions you got your life together like <laughs> go for it or you're somebody like beyonce who curates her life and mm-hmm. you get what she wants you to get yeah that also works fine too just be the level of vulnerable that you want to be that's I agree. I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that vulnerability is and a lot of things that it isn't. And I think that that's, you know, it goes back to like the first point of like changing your view on it. So I think that vulnerability is a measure of courage. Um, And kind of like what you said, I do not think that it is necessarily live tweeting everything that's happening in your life that's like a hot mess. I don't think that it's sharing pictures of yourself on the toilet, which I have seen. Um, Yeah. 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 That's real. (laughs) Yeah. Real life. Real life. Um, And of course, like 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 you were saying, like it depends on someone's brand. It depends on their business. But I'm not saying like if your business is failing and you're struggling, I'm not saying announce to all your clients like, guys, it's going down like this is like a sinking ship. Like, I'm not saying do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like it's uh, I got three months left. Like, that's not people. And (laughs) yep, yeah. And I'm like, that's not necessarily being vulnerable because vulnerable isn't just like being attention seeking or attention seeking. Yeah, almost wanting people to give you money. Yeah, to feel sorry for you or yeah, it's about being like real and just open with people. I wanted them to go right now, but I'm gonna work hard. Yeah, and I mean, like, there's definitely like people that you can like, you know. In that same scenario, if your business is failing, going up the flames, there's certain people that you should tell. You should have like that trusted group of people. And that's who, <laughs> yeah, your employees. And like, you know, if you don't have employees, like anyone who's close to you, family, friends, whatever, those are the people that you need to be vulnerable with in that situation. So you don't need to be obviously 100% vulnerable at all times with everyone. Um, there's a time and a place for it. And I think that that's why people shy away from it because they assume that it means, Oh, like I'm just going to air all my dirty laundry and none. yeah, it's like, no, there's a good like percentage. You can find it. I like 20%, <laughs> 20 to 50, <laughs> no, 20, to 50. 20 to 50, figure it out, figure out what works with you and your business. I feel like our business is not really about us at all. It has nothing to do with us. We, um, our like personal brands are different and there's a difference between our personal brands and our business yeah, entity. Absolutely. Completely. Like, our personal brands are the people who get on stage and have these, you know, conference talks and all that stuff where we do workshops or whatever, but our, like, actual business is, like, behind the scenes 150%. Like, we don't want to be in front of the scene at all. So, um, our business vulnerability is a little different than when I go to conferences, I'm going to talk and be a little bit more open. Um, and that's just, again, that comes from experience. I don't think I expect every single person to know that. It's really hard to know, uh, to gauge that when you start a business, but I think there's so many people to learn from i think we've all kind of joined in and collaborated as a Mm -hmm. whole to write these articles and these blog posts and talk about our experiences and i think you can't lose by reading blog posts from people who've done what you're trying to do absolutely like you can win and i think that you definitely need to have you know some people in your corner who I, i do think that you should be vulnerable with clients i think that to an extent you should be you should have some vulnerability with all people you meet because like i said any relationship that you're going to end is go- that you're in is going to require some vulnerability. But I think you should definitely have a few people in your corner who you can be extremely vulnerable with. So if you are on a ship that is on fire, you have those people oh kind of as a lifeboat who you can be. Partners. Yes. Who you can be extremely exactly. vulnerable with. 
Um, so yeah, if you guys have any uh, feedback, because we are open and vulnerable, we'd love to hear it. And we love to hear about how you've been vulnerable in your business or how you're experiencing that. Or if you're if you're, you know, having it be a challenge for you right like now if, it's, if you're struggling with it. Becoming more, which podcasting is vulnerable. It is very because it's like, like especially off. for us, because I don't know if a lot of people who like listen to us know this because uh, like speaking to some of our guests they don't but we don't do heavy editing no. and uh, some podcasts no. are very fancy and they do like to- tons and tons of editing no. we both have a million other things going on and obviously the podcast is important to us but it's also just kind of important to us to be real so exactly. i trip up over my words all the time and you know there's things like we'll make noise yeah <laughs> we'll make noises in the office and just different things will happen and a lot of that is kind of captured on here um like when we're with a guest and if we all start laughing or you know there's those real moments and they're really captured you know just in their authentic state so uh so yeah so yeah. we're vulnerable every single week <laughs> every and every week i'm just like i hope i only trip up over like 10 words this no, week I'm instead of a up. million <laughs> hopefully <laughs> free exactly 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 but yeah so we love your feedback please keep on sending it to us and uh yes exactly so you can find us on twitter at heart hustle pod facebook and instagram at heart and hustle podcast and snapchat at charisma o'keefe and i just want to point out to you guys that if you want to follow along because i know some of you were like sad because you missed um the interaction the other day when uh, Angelica had a push-up competition with our guest Lordson, who is a personal trainer. Uh, what happens is I Snapchat on Tuesday because we record on Tuesdays. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's why you you're need missing to be out. Like Kim Kardashian and tweet out. Get on Snapchat. Well, I do, I do, <laughs> no, but I'm yeah, just exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to make sure She's you guys be know. Exposing Taylor Swift next. Yes, week exactly. Tuesday. You need to be tuning in on Tuesdays exactly. when we expose Tuesdays. What was the hashtag? Kim exposed. Kim K exposed party. Hashtag uh, yeah. Kim oh K exposed party. Yeah. So you want to be National State Day, and I thought that was funnier. Oh God. Exposed party. So yeah, you want to be make sure making sure that you're checking into my Snapchat on Tuesdays to kind of see behind the scenes see any interviews from who we're interviewing that day or i may just be doing my normal thing where i bother angelica and interview her so tune in for that and then also use the hashtag boss so hard to show us how you're doing big and working